Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412. Or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website, firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you coming on with us and what's your take here. Yeah. Um, So where where are you originally from, uh, Andre? So I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. I was uh, born and raised there. And uh, went to 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 undergraduate at Northwestern University in Chicago, and then went to graduate school at, at NYU. I went to film school at Tisch School of the Arts, and um, you know, was uh, right after college at Northwestern came out to LA for a brief period, and that was the you know first first couple of jobs that I had working for some from fantastic producers, Kevin Misher and. Doug Wick, who uh, still to this day are friends of mine and, and mentors and supporters of my work, and and um, was in LA for a couple of years before getting into to NYU and headed back over to New York, and so it was, um, yeah, just kind of crisscrossing the country for for a couple of years before finally settling in sunny California. So I was about to say your immune system must be strong. You didn't went from other I know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know how strong it was. I tell you, it's like I, I always knew that I had a strong stomach, uh, which was like my claim to fame in high school. I went to an all boys high school. Okay. Where we didn't have anything to do but prank each other. Um, and so I knew I had a strong stomach, but yeah, I um, going from excuse me <clears throat> one climate to the other, yeah, uh, and kind of back and forth. Um, yeah, I was I was, I was surprised, and I and I've never gotten the flu, which is interesting, you know. Oh living wow, in, living in New York, it's like I remember one one time when my oldest son, you know, when he was about two. Um, he's six now that I was certain that I had the flu because I was like, I've never had the flu. And the doctors were like, nope, it's just a cold. You just got a cold. It's like, yeah, must like, spend plenty of time in those those New York subways, you know, <laughs> <laughs> touching everything. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. Right, right, right. Who, who wow. the hell knows? But uh, <laughs> Definitely wouldn't, wouldn't want to be in one of those subways today, though. Oh, God, no. No, no I, don't, I don't play around with that stuff uh-uh. at all. I got I'll uh, just, I'll, I'll walk. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you, you'll see me wearing a mask. From here until eternity. Oh, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Not not at all. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. What what inspired you to want to be a producer? That's kind of where I want to start. Like, was it like a childhood dream? You know, like, oh, one day, Mm -hmm. you know, or you, you know, think about being an actor or, you know, where? where Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you know, I think probably the greatest motivating factor is money. Um, as a producer, you know, that's what we do. We handle all the money. I mean, it's, uh, it's something I grew up with. My dad, you know, was a, a, a businessman and politician and real estate developer and 
really kind of imbued in me this sort of understanding of finance. That was his background. Same thing with my mom, really teaching me about credit at an early age. You know, I had kind of the luck of the draw when it came to to, to parents kind of uh, explaining, you know, how money works and how the world works and that kind of thing. So I knew that that was always going to be part of any career that I was going into. And um, when I wasn't, you know, as far back as high school and college, writing and directing plays and producing uh, content and, you know, all types of things like that, it was sort of a left brain, right brain, uh, organic marriage for, for me. You know, I understand okay. the business side just as, as, as well as I understand the, the creative side. And, uh, and it's a talent that I have and it was, you know, something, a skill that I continued to kind of build and nurture over time. And so I, I knew it, it, it wasn't very specific to like producing, you know, it, it wasn't until meeting Kevin and meeting Doug um, uh, uh, Kevin was a former president of, 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 of uh, Universal Studios, you know, Doug over at Sony. Really, it wasn't until meeting those guys um, that I understood what a producer does. Okay. But I did want to make movies. Okay. You know, and it's mm -hmm. like if you're you're not in the business, you don't know kind of what all the, you know, people don't even sit around and wait for the credits, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. right, or, you know, get up and leave. It, well, <laughs> look, unless it's a Marvel it, movie. It, unless it's Marvel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a Marvel movie, because they, they got you hooked, you know, they're going to they throw a scene in there so they can oh, keep yeah. you hooked for the next one. And so that's right. that's people right. started getting hip to that. No, it's a good, it's a good little trick. I, I started using that for some of my movies because I know you fools don't wait around looking at these credits. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's like, oh, so, movie, move is over. It's time to go. I got to Oh, yeah. Like, grab, grab the coat. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Let's go. So, 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 but you, you see all those credits and it's like, yeah, you know, it takes like 8 billion people to make a movie. It's like, what do all these people do? And, right. and the producer's at the top of the list there. So it was just kind of like, what does that guy do? And that the producer's really the entrepreneur of the movie, of the yes. movie and TV shows. You know, we, we find the content. We find the money you know, or, or finance it ourselves. And we find the right director, we find the right writer. You know, we have relationships with the stars and we get them involved and, you know, relationship with the distributor. So it's all of the pieces and it's a talent and a skill of knowing the right people to put in those right positions that, you know, will work well together and will work well with you. And so that that was always an exciting, exciting opportunity for me. Nice. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you have yeah. a favorite uh, favorite project that you've done? Uh, probably Lady in the Dale. Henry Ford said, you catch things on the, the rising tide, you're doomed to success. She wanted to be known as a trailblazer. As any good criminal, she was thinking several moves ahead. America in the early 70s, anybody could be anything they wanted to be. I've got a mother of five who's invented a car. Is she famous? No, but she's going to be. I'm going to knock the hell out of Detroit. 
she thought that she would be the next Henry Ford. It's a situation of David fighting Goliath. She was afraid of spies from the big three. There was a briefcase full of cash, and next to it, the 357 Magnum revolver. It was a house of cards. Law enforcement agencies start taking a closer look, and the press turned on her and said, this is a scam. When they couldn't decide if the car was real or not, they started focusing on Liz. She was on trial as a trans person. When the police started swarming in the house, they got her because she came back to say goodbye to her kids. She was ahead of her time. She knew the pain. She took it upon herself to defend herself in front of the jury. This is a woman who knew how to inspire. She was one of those people that could sell anything. The defendant has been charged with a plot to murder some of the witnesses. It was just crazy. Someone started shooting. This person was totally unknown until she showed up in Los Angeles promoting a three-wheel car. Who the hell was she? People need a hero. That's what America's all about. Uh, oh my god you. yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 the show that's out right now man i mean i you know it's like uh, people hear these things just kind of magically happen but the director nick camilleri uh one of the co-directors the other director zachary drucker nick nick had been researching this thing for like eight years before it arrived at my doorstep, you know, okay. um, yeah. and and came to my partner, Alan Bain, and he brought it to me. We were looking at it together and we're just like, man, there's something here. This is this is not your run of the mill thing that you that you kind of get um, circulating. And he and it didn't even it was the only unsolicited inquiry that we've ever answered. What that means is that, you know, it's just coming out of nowhere. Most of the time we're only allowed to accept content submissions from agents and managers uh really just kind of for legal protection but every now and again some random filmmaker will find your information and send you something and say hey it's great and i always say just because people don't have representation doesn't mean that they don't have great taste and and this guy you know really had a fantastic taste and knew what it is that this project was and stuck with it long enough to ultimately find me, to find somebody who cared. And um, and we cared and took it to Mark and Jay Duplass and they fell in love with it, took it to HBO, they fell in love with it. You know, it was one of those rare circumstances where everybody falls in love with it the first time you tell them about it. So it's, uh, it's it, and it's really the biggest opening of any one of our projects, Mark and Jay, me, Alan, Nick, Zachary, it's really the largest opening that we've had of, of any any project. I mean, a lot of people, don't realize like how television works and uh, you know for your audience for instance on hbo sunday night is like the prime time spot for anything to premiere you know this was game of thrones territory oh, I is, love oh yeah right you right know, this this oh, is gosh. game of thrones territory this is westworld territory this is lovecraft country mm. territory this is you know the, the, you get to watch your favorite show before you got to get up the next day and go to work and for them to to take this show and to put it in that slot um, says a lot. And 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 even more so, you know, it being a documentary series, you don't normally see that. And it it really is a testament to how much they believed in the project from the get go, and uh, and how positive the reviews have been. 
uh, through and through. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, I, I sat and watched all four episodes. And oh, cool. the uh, oh man, I am such a huge fan of yours now. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that I was like, wow, because this, um, and, you know, for, for our listeners out there, I would have, you know, we, we give a GTS score. I would definitely give this one a 10 because oh, I mean, you, this, man. man, this one had everything. I mean, it, it you know, you. You, you you think you're watching it about the car, right? Right. right. Um, but but then you got you know you got the the transgender issues are in mm-hmm. there, um, and then you have the uh, uh, you got a little espionage in there. You know what I mean? Right. She, right. She is. I mean the, the just her relationship yeah, got, with the law. You got the mob in there. You got all. Oh types my of God. Stuff. Oh, right. it, it was right. everything. Well, that's going on. Huh? Yeah, and, and Sarah and I were just joking about how you know neither one of us are really documentary people. But at all, please, not at all. <laughs> please right. touch on whose idea was it to add the animation that kept me going the whole time. Yeah, you know it. Uh, it, it my my background, my company Cinemation, which is you know the other company with Duplass Brothers on that that whose name you see on the on the series that produced it. Um, my background was in animation. That's really how I started my company, Cinemation Studios, was animation and visual effects. We oh, wow. we uh, we kind of got out of producing animation exclusively. Um, um, I would say in the last uh, you know five years or so, one of our last major films, which was called The Immortal Warrior, starting starring Rodrigo Santoro, yep. it, uh, went to Amazon. You know, and um, but. It, it really was a group decision and it, and it happened very organically because we had a deficit of archival material of Liz Carmichael, like old school footage from the 70s right. and stuff. Um, it was enough to make like a single movie, but it wasn't enough to make a four part series. Sure. And we need to spread it out a little bit. So we knew from the beginning that we were gonna need to do some reenactments but most of the time you know you see in these true crime stories just cheesy you know it's like terrible reenactments of right. like some actors that kind of look like the people and they <laughs> their faces obscured and they're shooting behind the shoulder and it just looks awful. And so we're like, we want to stay the hell away from that, as far away from that as possible. <laughs> right. And so we were just like, well, what about, you know, animation? What do, what, do, what do we do, you know, there? And it's like, so I sent to the group a whole, you know, some homework, you know, I said, listen, you guys, there's, there's all different styles. There's all different types. Like, here's some examples of things I think that might work. And uh, to the credit of, of the, the editors that were working on it, um, we really needed some placeholders for the animation while we mm. were figuring out the story. And, um, and so they put this kind of cut and paste photorealistic animation in there. And, um, you know, we were just like, this is weird. <laughs> at first yeah. and then they saw the next cut and we're like you know I think we kind of like this and then we showed it to HBO and they're like yeah we kind of like this too and I said you know what if we polish this thing up what if we really give it a a, a, a serious broadcast ready treatment you know with all the colors and all of this and that 
And man, we, it just blew our minds away. I mean, we, we were flabbergasted by it. It was just amazing and HBO was loving it. And so it, it came about as, as this kind of organic thing. And, and um, you know, that's, that's one of the blessings of our, of our job is the creative process in and of itself is an organic beast you know mm. it's an organic living thing that you know you may be sitting in a writer's room or you may be sitting in an edit room or something and somebody just kind of comes up with something and you get immediate feedback because everybody's there in the room with you and can kind of say oh that's that's a great idea that can work so so yeah we were excited to finally share that with everybody and and um you know, it's got this, it's got ser serious moments. It's got, you know, uh, anxious moments. It's got, uh, uh, you know, thrilling moments. It kind of has everything yep. in, in between. So I'm glad you liked it. Yes, it, it, I, look, it definitely played more like a movie than a documentary. Yeah, I, was say, I, I told Sean that. I was like, yeah, I had forgot for a second it was a documentary. I was like, yeah, oh, right. okay. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that, was the, that was the idea because it's kind of like you know with the with the photorealistic nature of it by taking Liz Carmichael's head and the heads of the family and stuff like that you can you can actually tell the story as it's happening um, mm -hmm. and that's that's really that's really how narrative filmmaking you know works and more documentaries you know I know you guys said you're not huge fans of them but more of them now are more narrative than they ever have been. You know, they feel like scripted films um, more now than they ever have been. And, and hopefully this helps take it even further to the next level. Yes, you, I'm, hey, I'm looking forward to uh, any other documentaries that you have <laughs> coming yeah. out in the near future. Yeah, no, While we're you. in that lane. Um, so, hey, <laughs> are there any future projects that you can talk about that you could share with oh, us? Oh, yeah, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> it's spoiler alert time. Yeah, right, right. I, um, yeah, the Dick Gregory project, for sure. I mean, I, um, you know, the, the St. Louis native, uh, um, I can't um, say where it's going yet because we haven't made the announcement of where it's going to be. Um, but uh, but yes, that will be coming out later later this year, and it's a project near and dear to my heart. Um, it's a you know passion project. When you hear that term floating around, it's something that we started you know filming dick gregory six years ago it's hard to believe mm. it's been that long 2015 wow. um and i became really good friends with him up till the time he passed away in 2017 oh, wow. in late 2017 him and his whole family they're just they're just beautiful beautiful people and have such amazing spirits and were so helpful in in telling this story and uh pulling it all together i mean it's just this this man lived a hundred lives i mean in in one and so to try to take those elements and bring them together in a in a way that is feels natural feels authentic feels true to the subject you know and something that will be entertaining is uh, uh was a was a yeoman's task and a burden i think that I was ready and willing to take on. I'll be honest to say I didn't realize how big of a burden it was when I first started it. Like I oh. will, I will be honest to say that just because 
Dick Gregory had the gift of gab. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll just let, I'll just turn on the camera and just let him just, you know, start talking. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't stop talking. <laughs> he didn't stop talking. You know, he was talking about everything. He literally, in like one breath, took me to the moon and to the White House. Like, and I was like, okay, we we've got to figure out a way to kind of steer this ship a little bit. And he was not. You know, he was the captain. He was in charge. Like it was yeah. never a steering Dick Gregory. You just kind of have to follow <laughs> and go wherever he goes. And um, but over time, and and talking to him and 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 sort of getting to know him and stuff like that, it really made sense how to tell his story. And it it was to my surprise that there were. Um, multiple filmmakers, uh, prominent ones whose names I won't mention here, that had attempted as far back as the mid-80s hmm. um, uh, to tell the Dick Gregory story wow. and weren't able to do it. Um, and mostly because of, of lack of financing. Hmm. But that's what we do, you know, that's that's my game. We finance movies. So I said, I'll just, I'll just finance it myself. And, and that's what I did. So now it's finally coming out. I can't wait. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Be great. Yeah. So let, let me let me ask you with with somebody as you know that that you you said lives a hundred lives, yeah. is it when you walk into the project? Is it like you know I have to make sure my audience leaves with just with this this one thing, or or yeah, is it, it is. You know, yeah okay no it is it's a it's a it's a good question because you can't you can't tell it all, you know you you really you really cannot I mean. Uh, the Dick Gregory project is is like exhibit A in this thing because uh, you know we we did sm uh, smaller films like 25 minute versions of it to try to test out with audiences showed it at a few festivals kind of get some reaction go back to the drawing board you know kind of do trial and error like that take our time to really get it right and with someone like him you know. Uh, we had trouble with Lady in the with the Lady in the Dale trying to tell that story in four parts, mm -hmm. but it could have easily been ten parts. You know, Dick Gregory is like you know two three seasons worth of, <laughs> of, of stuff. Mm, I mean, you just okay. never run out yeah. of of stories to tell about this guy. You know, um, and and so you do. You really have to say like, you know, the the term is uh, kill your babies. It's like you, 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 there's, there's all these precious little things that you care about that you want the audience to know, but you got to leave them on the cutting room floor. There's just ultimately no room to, right. to include that stuff. So you gotta, you gotta choose the things that you think are going to resonate, you know, with the audience that people are going to really love and, and, and what you want them to take away from the story and and really kind of focus on that and then you know go in the back room and and weep uh that you uh <laughs> that you, you know go cry you know to your mom and say I, I couldn't tell everything i wanted to and uh you know just say get over it and and move on so that's that's kind of the the nature of the beast sadly you know yeah the editing process there yeah yeah. Um, so I would be remiss if I did not ask 
yep. what was it like working with Spike Lee on on the Sweet Blood of Jesus? Yeah, so you know, the, it's it's a fairly short answer on on that just because I was an investor on that film. So my my interaction with him as it relates to that movie was you know, very limited. Uh, and, uh, but he was a professor at my, my film school at, 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 at New York University and would regularly, regularly drop knowledge on the students. Um, you know, I remember when I first met him, um, I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed student in the <laughs> lobby, hanging out with some friends. I saw him at the elevator and bum-rushed him. Uh, and, uh, and went in the elevator and I was like, you can't go anywhere. We got to go, you know, we're, we're trapped in this elevator. And, you know, so I might, you might as well talk to me. And, uh, and he did. And, um, and it was just, you know, a, a, a wonderful guy and just incredibly smart, incredibly smart. I mean, it's like you, you really get an opportunity to work with and be around some very smart people. But, uh, you know, Spike Lee is is uh, really kind of takes the cake. I mean, Dick Gregory as well, just sort of one of these people that, you know, they're the smartest guy in the room that they have, that they have something, uh, uh, you know, nuggets of wisdom and nuggets of how to execute that wisdom that is unique to anything else that you've ever heard. And so I think that he just is a He's he's an icon, you know. He's a cinematic. He's a, 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 a filmmaking icon. He's a pop culture icon. Yes. You no, know, he was the he was doing selfies before <laughs> such and such a thing even existed. You know, he was the um, you know the writer, director, producer of his own projects before Tyler Perry was even a you know part of a conversation. He was he was just kind of all of the above and and really thank God for it, you know? Yes, that's, that's yes. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, Mr. Mr. Andre Gaines. Good to we see your face, Sean. You, uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> sir. I was, I was sitting there like, man, I'm so pretty. I better just let him go and see it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I saw you for a minute there. I saw the Golden Gate Bridge. I was like, he's going to jump off a bridge somewhere. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, so. it has definitely been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's been a pleasure being here. You guys do a great show. I'm I'm glad to be on. And and um, you know, it's 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 a, I, I've had the, the great fortune, I would say, of being surrounded by some really fantastic mentors and supporters, and the opportunities that I've you know gotten, um, you know, not not without self motivation and and sort of a. Uh, self-starting you know starting that's sort of part of my kind of natural way of of doing things which which was kind of easy for me to to, to become a producer but i think that the the biggest thing is that you know i tell people this all the time that uh although hollywood is a very small place it's it's not made up of the the most brilliant people on planet earth you know it's not that it's not that it's not that they were all freaking geniuses for christ's sake it's the, 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 the difference is that the between somebody working in hollywood and not working in hollywood is just not giving up you know is is right. the the wow. ones who stick around long enough 
you know, I mean, case in point with the lady in the Dale, this, this, this filmmaker was working on this thing for eight years. And I, I can't reiterate that enough before yeah. it showed up at my doorstep and mm. had he abandoned it in year six, mm. you know, or, or, you know, gave it up in year seven, um, we wouldn't be sitting here right now, you know, um, having to have the opportunity to tell that story and having the opportunity to, to you know, to talk to you too. So, so it's it's really the 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 major difference between um, you know uh, uh, today's producers, today's writers, today's directors, um, and the ones who who could have been. Gotcha, gotcha. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can stream the Lady in the Dale documentary on HBO Max. We are giving it, as Sean mentioned earlier, we have a GTS score. It's our got to see it score from one to 10. We definitely yeah. give it a 10. Oh, thank it's you It's a must guys. see. Yeah. Okay. And you know, coming from us, cause you know, we like Yeah, right. You're not comedy. a big documentary fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. You know, but- Well, um, well we are now. Well, that's a testament. Yeah, that's a testament <laughs> that you sat there and actually watched it. That's, that's, that's right, really, that's right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you did. I thank you guys for, for, for having me on. It's It's been great. So we'd like to uh, let the audience know um, mm -hmm. what are your social media uh, tags so yeah. you know, we can get some following for you and all yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Andre Gaines, um, I'm at Andre Gaines on Twitter and then Andre L. Gaines on, on uh, Instagram. And, um, you know, I'm uh, uh, easily reachable uh, information on IMDb Pro for people who are kind of in the business or, or want to be in the business that's a service people can sign up for it does cost money uh but it really gives you like when when people think about access for instance um you know uh i remember the days when i used to have to uh, search all over the web to try to get information for somebody i wanted to get in contact with and so many of my relationships you know it's like you don't know people fine, we'll get to know them. You know, uh, Dick Gregory was a cold call for me. I didn't know Dick Gregory, wow. I just picked up the phone and called him. Uh, you know, same thing with so many of my relationships, uh, even foreign relationships. So so people can find, you know, information about um, uh, me and a lot of other producers really on IMDb. And um, wow. it's a way to it's a way to get in and, and contact folks. Awesome, awesome, awesome yes, awesome. I use IMDb almost as much as the bible yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like it, it's a, my, my go-to reference it's our uh, go-to reference you know I mean, we, we have uh we have studio system which is like a a more insular um and invitation only type platform uh for information sharing among the amongst the industry um, but you know, IMDB is like the, the social network version of that, which is open to everybody. And mm -hmm. so a lot of producers and, and, uh, companies and everybody, uh, are just as, uh, pay, pay as much attention to making sure that their information is up to date on IMDB than they even do studio system because studio system really has a, a team of people that that work to keep all of that information and data kind of up to date. But IMDB um, is, uh, has that team as well, but you're also uh, on there like a social network just as much. So for people who don't have access to stuff, that's what I'm saying, it's the internet. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything can be found on the internet. Yes. You know? Right, right. 
Yes. The great equalizer. So yeah, so that's that's where folks <laughs> can find me on social media. And then make sure that they tune in to, to Lady in the Dale on HBO Max. All four episodes are up now. Yeah, all four. Yes, mm-hmm. all four. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for joining What's Your Tech Media. Um, for this awesome episode. We hope to have you on again for future yep. projects. Ladies and gentlemen, get to know the name Andre Gaines. Thank you, guys. I'll, I'll be definitely coming back. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'll right. see you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you.